0: So what exactly should we think about the latest Gallup poll? The Love Times 2 podcast starts now. Welcome to 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2. Here is your host, Mike Victor. Hey, welcome to the Love Times 2 podcast. If you're a longtime listener, I want to welcome you back uh, to another thought-provoking discussion. If you're a first-time listener and you're wondering... What this is all about. Maybe you just stumbled across the Love Times 2 podcast, so you thought you would check it out to see what we're talking about. Let me just tell you, Love Times 2 is on a mission to make the world a better place. For moms and babies. Every mom, every baby. By being a catalyst for Christ-centered culture change. That's what we're all about. So I hope that you've found the right spot. Hope you're going to enjoy this discussion. Uh, before we get started on today's topic, I want to give you a little heads up that we'll be doing a unique series of podcasts in July and August on pro-life leadership. I guess I should say focused on pro-life leadership to pro-life leaders. It's applicable to everyone and applicable to every leader, but the uh, the heart of this is to communicate to pro-life leaders in a 2-month leadership series that I believe will be very helpful to you. Now, even if you don't think that you're a leader, be patient and see what God might have in store for you in this area, in, in your area of the world, I guess I should say. Uh, be ready, be available. Ask Him to show you where and how you can put your abilities to work. I will guarantee you from personal experience that when you do that, when you make yourself available, God's going to be honored by that, and he'll show up and do some amazing things in your life. Now, we'll be doing the Leadership Series of Podcasts because a big chunk of our mission— is to help leaders surface new solutions, to work better in collaboration, and to be encouraged. I mean, just really to encourage all of you who are out there serving in a variety of leadership roles. Um, That's what we want to be about to a large extent. So we're going to be covering a wide variety of topics, uh, including including some top-secret tips that you won't want to miss. So I hope you're looking forward to that. I am. I think it's going to be an exciting uh, two months uh, with the leadership discussion going on here on the podcast. Uh, also, just as a reminder, one of the best ways that you can help us grow, that you can help the Love Times 2 podcast grow, is to share this podcast in your own social networks. When you share this with others, you help generate more dialogue and you help bump this whole discussion up to an even higher level. Uh, so really let's get a worldwide discussion going. You can help with that by just sharing this uh, podcast uh, to all of your friends in your social networks. Well today's topic is the new Gallup poll and why we should both be encouraged and sort of deeply challenged by the results at the same time if you're looking for a slam dunk the gallup poll was all about this well this probably isn't going to excite you very much but i think there is enough in here that we can be encouraged by but i think there is enough in here that we need to be deeply challenged by the results as well now if you are a listener to this podcast for any length of time, you'll remember that in one of our first episodes of this podcast, we addressed the 2017 Gallup poll and some of its findings. Now you can find that as part of a two-part podcast. Uh, you can find it at love times two slash Podbean. Now remember love times two is love, the letter X, the number two, uh, pl- and you'll find that on Podbean along with some other great episodes that we've done that I think you'll find interesting. Uh, but this new Gallup poll offers some new insights that are well worth taking a few minutes today to discuss. So here's a fundamental question. Why are polls so important in the first place? Well, polls, you know, they like give us a snapshot in time of the culture and where it stands right now. And, you know, a large chunk of our mission, in fact, the the, the overall goal of our mission is to Change the culture in a positive direction to make the world a better place for moms and babies. And if we're setting out to do that, well, it's probably a really good idea to digest material like this Gallup poll instead of relying on our own gut perceptions and think that because my gut perception says this uh, about my part of the world in the Midwest, for example, uh, that's going to be a lot different than what your cultural perceptions are going to be if you're on the East Coast or if you're in the Pacific Northwest or anywhere else in the world. So the type of poll that Gallup is putting out is very useful for for us to look at. Now, I totally get it. This is a poll, and we have to take it at face value. We may not like all the results or even the methodology that Gallup uses, but it is a mainstream poll, and it gives us an apples-to-apples comparison to previous Gallup polls that track on the same issue. And I think that's really important because they're asking the same questions. They're doing it over a length of time. So let's just take it for what it is. It's a Gallup poll, and let's look at it for what the new poll says and what we can pull out of it. Now, just as a side note, I've never been polled by Gallup or anyone else. So frankly, I you know I always wonder, who are the folks they're talking to? I've never known anyone uh, who has participated in a Gallup poll. Frankly, I mean, I probably wouldn't answer uh, anyone's survey. If you're calling me unsolicited and you're wanting me to uh, answer a lot of questions, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so I sometimes wonder, uh, who takes the time to answer the survey questions from total strangers? Kind of like the question of, who takes the time when you're on vacation in Florida? to uh, to stop and and, uh, talk for a half hour to somebody trying to sell you a timeshare. Well, somebody must be doing that because they sell a lot of timeshares. But anyways, I digress on that topic. Uh, Someone answers Gallup's questions. That's the main thing. Someone's doing this. And uh, let's see what the respondents had to say. Now, in a nutshell... Gallup reports that when asked to self-identify whether someone considers themselves pro-life or pro-choice, Americans are evenly split in this 2018 poll. 48% identify as pro-life, 48% say they're pro-choice. And that's actually a slight uptick in favor of the pro-life position, which trailed by a 1% margin in the last Gallup poll. That's what I talked about last year uh, in the uh, two-part series. So we'll be providing links to this Gallup poll on our webpage and on Facebook, but here's a quick look at how this has fluctuated throughout the years. Now again, this is self-identifying. In 1995, it was 56% identifying as pro-choice versus 33% pro-life. Um, that was a low year, obviously, for uh, pro-life polling on this. Now, in 2006, uh, it was 51%. Uh, pro-choice versus 41% pro-life. So there was a huge shift that happened from 33% identifying as pro-life in ninety-five to 41% moving up in uh, 2006. Now 2009, it actually moved to where the pro-life self-identifiers were 47% versus 46% Pro choice. In 2012, uh, self-identifying pro-life positions rocketed a 50% versus 41%, uh, considering themselves pro-choice. And in 2015, it reversed to a 50% pro-choice versus 44% pro-life. So I'm looking at this and there are other uh, years in between but i'm looking at this and and you know the question i'm asking myself is what accounts for these wild swings i mean how do we go from 1995 uh with 56% of people identifying as quote pro choice versus as, quote, pro-life, moving that all the way down the dial to where the pro-life position is at 50% in 2012 versus 41. Now it's 48-48. What accounts for these wild swings? Well, that's hard to say because there are some key dynamics that we need to take into account. For example, okay, just for example, this is a self-identifying poll. In other words, the self-perception of what the terms pro-life, or pro-choice mean will naturally have a huge impact on how people self-identify. Now, this is a really, really big point. Let me give you some details to reinforce why the perception of terms matter. Now, according to BuzzFeed... Polling conducted on Planned Parenthood's behalf appears to show some dissatisfaction with the labels, pro-life, pro-choice. And in one 2012 poll, 35% of voters who identified as pro-life also believed Roe v. Wade should not be overturned. 7% of pro-choice voters, meanwhile, thought it should be. And in an online survey of recent voters, 12% said they were both pro-life and Pro-choice. And another 12% said they wouldn't use any of those terms. So when asked for their moral opinions on abortion, 40% of those voters said it depends on the situation. Far more than called the procedure either acceptable or unacceptable. And Pl- Planned Parenthood, executive vice president, uh, said the word, quote, choice itself, might be causing them problems. So when choice got assigned, she explained, women didn't have as many choices in any areas of their lives. Now that women have far more rights and freedoms, uh, she said that maybe choice sounds sort of frivolous. Okay, I don't know exactly what she's trying to say with that, but what this all means is that Planned Parenthood did marketing research, and what they found is that the term, quote, pro-choice, has developed a perception that is not nearly as appealing, uh, so they are moving in a new direction. I've seen this and you've probably seen it as well. The quote pro-choice term is something that you don't see a lot of anymore through Planned Parenthood and other abortion sources. They understand that perception matters. They've done the market research and they're moving in different directions. Now it works in the other direction too. You know, last year, a colleague of mine was reviewing some draft materials uh, that I had prepared, and he saw that I was uh, referencing the term, quote, pro-life movement in several places throughout the document. Now, it's important to understand that this colleague is as pro-life as they come, but in just full candor with me, he just reminded me uh, after reviewing this material that, you know, a lot of people that fully support protecting moms and babies from abortion have problems with the term pro-life movement because depending on their perception, sometimes that carries negative connotations. You know what? I really appreciated that the fact that he drew my attention to this and was just being honest with me. And other people would do, I've had other people say similar things to me when they hear pro-life movement. We may be meaning one thing, uh, they may be perceiving something completely different. So uh, I fully understood what he was communicating to me, that perception means everything. Now all of this is to say that when someone answers a self-identifying poll question, we always have to consider that they are answering based on their perception of the term being used. Now, those perceptions that everyone has in one form or the other, they're shaped by really a huge variety of influences. Some of them are personal. Some may be localized, depending on what's happening in a local community. Some may be national. Some are religious. uh, Some are worldwide. Uh, Some of the perceptions are all of that just all knotted up together. So when I see a Gallup poll that shows a major decline in those identifying as pro-choice from 1995 through 2002, I have to look at... What might have occurred during that time span to influence perceptions and labels applied according to those perceptions? In my mind, when I look back at that period of time, I believe the issue that dominated the landscape and really shifted the national perception to to a dramatic degree uh, was the debate over partial birth abortion for the first time on a broad scale Americans were confronted with an ongoing debate on really a brutal late term abortion procedure that made I think it made everyday men and women on the street just very uncomfortable with it you know folks that really have never kind of thought about this issue to any large degree uh, I think they saw this debate unfold and it just made a whole lot of people really uncomfortable so when the term pro choice included uh, covering for a procedure that the public was finding this repulsive, the term pro-choice plummeted in perception because people realized, hey, this means uh, that I should be okay with this. I don't think so. So that caused a, um, that just caused a huge change in the perception of what that term means. And I've got to say, I just want to share this with you. I recall being part of a panel discussion years ago. Um, and it was, um, I don't know. I think there were six people on the panel, including a CEO of uh, Planned Parenthood. And as we were having this discussion, there were probably 400 people in the room. This was being uh, filmed for uh, television. And, you know, it was, I don't know, it's kind of an awkward discussion, honestly, because uh, I realized very quickly out of the panel, I was sort of the one token conservative that was put onto the panel uh, with different viewpoints. And uh, so that kind of put me on a spot right away. But at one point during the discussion, uh, one of the individuals on the panel uh, just looked at me and it was it was sort of a debate format, you know, that sort of thing. But he sort of looked at me and said, I don't understand you people, you people, meaning uh, folks that hold a pro-life position. So that, that kind of told me where he was going to come from. But he said, I don't understand you people. Uh, he said, this is an issue that if you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. But why are you trying to tell other people what they can or can't do? Now, I'm not the quickest guy in the world in thinking uh, up quick responses to, to things like that. But uh, the thing that in this time period where this discussion was happening, the thing that just immediately came to mind to me was this whole debate on partial birth abortion. And here in front of this room of hundreds of people, Um, most of them not conservative-leaning, just to be honest with you. I mean, they just weren't. It wasn't a hostile crowd, but I knew it wasn't a a conservative crowd. But it gave me the opportunity to explain uh, the human rights, the human justice issue involved in working to protect a child from having surgical scissors placed in the base of her skull uh, while she's almost fully delivered as as part of this partial birth abortion procedure. And I walked through it. I explained it, um, and just I could see as I looked out uh, through the audience uh, as I was explaining this, it was just something folks really did not want to hear. And um, and at the end of, of what I said, Planned Parenthood CEO uh, sort of cut me off at the end and looked out at the crowd and said, there's so much misinformation on this. And she said, there are only, I think at that point, something like 1,200 of, of these types of procedures that happen every year. It's a very small number. Well, there we just had in front of hundreds of people an admission that over 1,200 kids per year in the United States alone at that time period uh, were dying by this brutal procedure. So that was just my firsthand experience of seeing how the whole discussion on partial birth abortion just had a dramatic impact on an audience that was not necessarily fitting under the conservative label, but they were very uncomfortable with that. That's the sort of thing that changes perceptions on the labels that we put on uh, on, on an issue like this. So switching gears and coming back to the Gallup now, here's how Gallup states the summary of the results. And again... Don't shoot me as the messenger. I'm just presenting Gallup's results for all of us to dialogue on. So whether you like Gallup or not, uh, we're just doing this apples to apples comparison. Here's what they have to say. This is their quote. When asked more specifically about their views on the legality of abortion, half of Americans adopt a middle of the road approach, saying abortion should be legal only under certain circumstances. Americans with more absolute positions tend to come down on the side of abortion being legal under any circumstance, that's 29% of respondents, than those who are saying that it should be illegal in all circumstances, that was eighteen percent of respondents. Historically, Americans have been most likely. Likely to favor the middle position, abortion being legal under certain circumstances. Rarely has the percentage saying abortion should sometimes be legal fallen below fifty percent, averaging fifty-three percent since it was first asked in nineteen seventy-five. That's the end of Gallup's quote. Now it's interesting that Gallup pressed deeper on this, and they ask about the moral acceptability of abortion. That was another part of this entire um, poll. Now, that's a fascinating question when you're going to start talking about moral acceptability uh, because your answer obviously depends on your filter of what morality even means. And that gets trickier and trickier as Americans increasingly turn away from absolute values. So, you see what I'm saying with that? I mean, we're talking, we're asking a question now about moral acceptability. Well, what's the moral compass? Is it an absolute compass or is it something that is arbitrary or or what's going on here? But anyways, that's that's what Gallup is asking. According to Gallup, a majority of Americans by 48 to 43% margin responded that abortion is morally wrong. And that's significant because out of all of the moral issues, and Gallup calls them moral issues, I'm not, you know, I'm not just interjecting this here, Gallup calls them uh, moral issues. Out of all the issues that Gallup polls on, the abortion issue remains the most closely divided Of all the issues uh, that they categorize as moral issues. What that tells me, what that should tell you, is that this is not a lost cause by any means. In fact, Gallup states this. This is their quote. Since Gallup first measured attitudes about the morality of abortion in 2001, an average of 41% have regarded it as acceptable and 49% as morally unacceptable. Though attitudes have fluctuated, at no point have more Americans said abortion is morally acceptable than have said it is morally wrong. Wow. I mean, that's that's Gallup's admission that since they've been polling on this, there has never been a time where more Americans have said it is morally acceptable versus those who have said it is morally wrong. I guess another way to state that is the majority of Americans since this polling have always stated that abortion is, in their opinion, morally wrong. Sounds like a real positive, right? Well, of course it is. I mean, we should be very encouraged by that. And here's where the Gallup poll gets even deeper into uh, perceptions, demographics, and even what role the stage of pregnancy factors into the entire research and the responses that are received. I think you may be shocked at some of the responses that – were actually revealed in this poll to Gallup. Well, we're going to break it off right here. We're going to tackle all of that next time. We're going to tackle more about perceptions. We're going to tackle more about demographics. We're going to talk about how 18 to 34-year-olds are viewing this issue, and we're going to talk about how the different stages of pregnancy are factoring to a very large scale into this entire discussion. We're even going to talk about perceptions of abortion on kids with Down syndrome. That's all happening next time, so Hope that you're going to join us again for part two when we take a deeper look at the Gallup poll and really try to pull apart what it means for all of us, and most importantly, what it means for moms and what it means for babies. Now, hey, just as a reminder, please share this podcast on your social networks. Help us generate a worldwide buzz on how we can make the world a better place for moms and babies. And if you have a comment on this podcast, you have a suggestion, you have a topic you'd like to, for us to discuss, I'd love to hear from you at contact at lovetimes2.org. Remember, love times 2 is love, the letter X, the number two, dot O-R-G. Hey, that's it for now. Never forget, change the culture and the politics will follow. This has been 139, the official podcast of Love Times 2 Join us in the journey at lovetimes2.org. That's love, the letter X, and the number 2, dot org. Thanks for listening.